Hello, this is Leslie Schaefer, and this is What the World Looks Like from Singapore on Wednesday, February 14th, 2018. Clothing brands Banana Republic and The Gap will be leaving Singapore by the end of the month. That's after F.J. Benjamin, the company managing the brands, decided not to renew the franchise. There were two remaining Banana Republic outlets and three Gap stores. That's according to a Channel News Asia report. The brand's exit from Singapore may signal another retail casualty as e-commerce dents demand for brick-and-mortar retail. Ahead of Total Defense Day on Thursday, Defense Minister Ang Eng Hen gave a speech urging Singaporeans to remain vigilant as Lunar New Year celebrations begin. He said that Singaporeans can help keep the country safe by reporting suspicious parcels in public places and by alerting authorities to help someone being radicalized. He said helping to dispel fake news, or at least not spread it, was also important to the nation's defense. That's according to a Straits Times report. In the markets, the Straits Times index erased early gains to end down 0.4% amid declines in two of the heavily weighted banking shares. OCBC shares fell 2.5% despite the bank reporting better-than-expected earnings, likely as the stock had already climbed in the previous session. Asian markets were mixed, with Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index adding 2.3%, while Japan's Nikkei shed 0.4% as the yen climbed. European shares traded higher, and before the release of key U.S. inflation data, futures indicated Wall Street might open slightly up. Bus services could soon get more convenient. The Land Transport Authority, or LTA, said on Tuesday that it awarded the first phase of a contract for a trial of on-demand bus services. The contract went to VIA Transportation and Ministry of Movement, also known as SWAT. The two companies have experience in developing on-demand ride-sharing apps. The trial is aimed at creating customized bus services with more direct routes for commuters, while still making the best use of resources. In the first phase, the companies will develop an algorithm to deploy buses in real time to match commuter pickup and drop-off points. In other transportation news, bus and rail operator SMRT will be extending its train services and some bus services to run later on Thursday, the eve of the Lunar New Year holiday. The North-South, East-West, and Circle Lines will all run past 1 a.m., and the Bukit Panjang LRT will see its last run at just after 3 a.m. Separately, the LTA said it would be taking over ownership of the trains and other assets for the Northeast MRT line and the Sengkong Pongol LRT from SBS Transit. That will place the entire rail network under the new rail financing framework, which makes the government the owner of the operating assets and relieves operators from the capital expenditure and fair revenue risks. That's according to a Today newspaper report. In economic news, data released on Wednesday showed that Singapore's economy grew 3.6% in 2017, faster than the preliminary estimate of 3.5%. Another positive sign for Singapore's economy came from the release on Wednesday of trade data. Non-oil domestic exports, or NODOCs, grew 8.8% in 2017, the fastest pace since 2010.
It also topped government expectations for 6.5% to 7% growth. In regional news, in China, the government is carefully weighing its weapons after the Trump administration imposed tariffs on washing machines and solar panels. Some analysts have worried the United States' moves could be the start of a global trade war. The government on the mainland is studying whether to restrict soybean imports from the United States in retaliation. That's according to a Bloomberg report, which cited people familiar with the situation. According to the report, China is the biggest buyer of American soybeans, buying a third of the entire crop. Any restriction on soybean imports would directly hurt farmers in the U.S. Midwest, which Trump needs to win re-election. However, China could also face a backlash, as the move would likely boost pork prices there. Most of China's soybean imports go to feed its pigs. That was according to the Bloomberg report. Separately, AFP reported that U.S. President Trump threatened retaliatory trade actions, warning he would impose sanctions on China and that he could scrap an existing trade deal with South Korea. Trump said the trade deal with South Korea was a, quote, disaster and called it a, quote, very, very bad trade deal. These are complaints Trump has repeated frequently, but without providing much detail. Trump was speaking to Republican and Democratic lawmakers at the White House on Tuesday. In Malaysia, authorities said on Wednesday they arrested three people in connection with the foreign exchange scam that raked in 1 billion ringgit, or around 336 million Singapore dollars, from as many as 70,000 victims. Police are seeking two more suspects in the case, a husband and wife who were believed to have fled the country. Malaysian police said they seized 13 luxury cars, three superbikes, and 10 gold pieces weighing 100 grams each, as well as luxury watches and handbags. They've also frozen 38 bank accounts belonging to 17 people with assets of around 600,000 ringgit. The scam allegedly lured victims by promoting an investment scheme online which offered monthly returns of 12%. The syndicate would then organize seminars in hotels to convince people to invest. That's according to a Today newspaper report, which cited wire agencies. In the Philippines, the Foreign Affairs Department said it would repatriate 10,000 Filipinos who had overstayed in Kuwait, taking advantage of an amnesty program with the Kuwaiti government. That followed the Philippines' plan for a total ban on sending more workers to Kuwait, including for Filipinos who already have employment permits but haven't yet left for the Gulf state. While the Philippines' economy relies heavily on the remittances of its overseas workers, the ban on sending workers to Kuwait followed the murder of a Filipino domestic worker. Her body was found in a freezer in an apartment in Kuwait last week. The body was reportedly suspected to have been in the freezer for more than a year. Rights groups have documented widespread abuses of domestic workers in Kuwait. That's according to an AFP report. In Israel, police late on Tuesday recommended charging Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu with bribery and fraud in a corruption investigation. Police said he had accepted nearly 300,000 U.S. dollars in gifts from two billionaires. But Netanyahu shrugged off the police statements, calling the allegations, quote, biased, extreme, full of holes like Swiss cheese. 
and vowed to remain in office. Opposition leaders have called on him to step down. That's according to an AP News report. This broadcast was sponsored by A Cat Called Monster, a book about a Singapore cat with a crooked tail. It's available from Amazon. This has been Leslie Schaefer, and that's how the world looks from Singapore on Wednesday, February 14th, 2018. Have a happy Valentine's Day.